Who are some cheap running backs you should be trading for in your dynasty league? We're talking that and more on today's episode of Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. And joining me, as always, is former NFL scout Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, week four is just about in the books here as we start to look uh, look back at week four, look ahead to week five. We're talking dynasty transactions today. How's it going over there? It's going well. We got basically a month in the books. I think we know a lot more than we used to. Some teams look like they're in trouble. I think that the league's mm-hmm. starting to take shape, but they fooled us before. You know, they could. Uh, there's a lot of curveballs still coming on the horizon. Very true. Very true. We've talked uh, over the past couple of weeks about the state of the running back position. So many injuries uh, and and honestly, just some poor play from many of the players that we were counting on. And I was thinking there's a lot of dynasty teams that are probably in need of some running back help. I know I've got one of those. I had a, a contending team. I got Alvin Kamara back. That felt pretty good. Needed some more help. And and traded for Raheem Mostert. Hmm. And as I as I looked at the top uh, scoring running backs through four games, this list was certainly interesting. And and uh, I mentioned at the top of the show these are some cheap running backs, and and I really think they could be. So let's let's talk about some of the top scoring running backs, what their prices could be, and who we would be targeting. If you had Nick Chubb and you need some help, if you had J.K. Dobbins and need some help, or if you had some of these uh, some of these players that you expected to not only play well but to lead your team, and and they're just struggling. Uh, Mostert is the top guy on the list. He's the RB two through four wow. games. Uh, I know it's it's hard to believe. Had a little bit of a of a quiet game in week four, and honestly, kind of took a step back. Uh, with Devon Achan uh, continuing his hot streak. But Mostert still holds that RB2 spot. Kyron Williams is currently the RB3. He did not have a quiet game. Another huge game for the new Rams starter. RB7, Brian Robinson of the Commanders. RB9 is David Montgomery. And Matt, this is this is not even points per game. This is total points. David Montgomery missed uh, a game, game and a half, and is still the RB9, even in total points, would obviously be uh, much higher than that if we're looking at a points-per-game basis. And then a couple guys just outside the RB1 range. Isaiah Pacheco is the RB13, and James Conner is the RB16. So six guys here that are, I think, relatively cheap. And when I say cheap, of course, we're comparing to – you know, the, the, the top of the list here. Right. I mean, right, 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 right. Um, even, even guys like Jonathan Taylor and Saquon Barkley that have, 
have disappointed or we just haven't seen them at all yet are, are still going to be much more expensive than these players. So from this list, Matt, and, and feel free to add anyone else you can think mm-hmm. of as well. Who would you be targeting? Who do you feel good about going forward? One name to throw out there that I'm not doing cartwheels of. It just came to my head though. Gus Edwards is consistent. You know, he never catches any passes. It's a pretty good offense. Looks like he's kind of the guy at this point for the Ravens. So I'd, maybe I'd throw him in there, but he hasn't been nearly as productive as this list you put together, which is a little overwhelming. I mean, those six names you mentioned, they're all between running back two and 16. I'm sitting here looking at it from a redraft perspective. None of these guys were high picks at all. And even yeah. before we kind of, you know, before the season, we could have looked at these guys and for projected volume, it's just another really good indicator that I'm not sure talent at this position's half as important as volume and opportunity, but I do want to talk about some of these not names. Yeah, I totally agree. And, um, you know, if, if we know that a player, I mean, we've seen it with, with Zach Moss, we didn't mention his name. Of course, his, his role is a little bit up in the air with the news mm-hmm. that, uh, Taylor could be coming back, but, um, I mean, we kind of know what Zach Moss is, right? He's, he's been in the league for a while and had his chances in Buffalo, had his chances in Indianapolis and never really broke through and produced. So I don't think we were just wrong on the talent of Zach Moss. They're giving him the ball 25 or 30 times. And anybody that anybody that's in that role is going to produce uh, at least up to a certain level. So I think you're totally right. Just the volume and the opportunity here is really what we're chasing. And um, sadly, chasing talent sometimes doesn't work out very well. Mm -mm. Who do you like? Who do you like from this list, Matt? I have definitely seen the error in my ways with Brian Robinson and to a lesser degree, Kyron Williams. I think these guys are pretty strong fantasy assets and, we can say this about all backs, really. I mean, as long as they hold up, you know, Mostert and Connor have, Connor have extensive injury histories. The way Pacheco mm-hmm. runs scares me. Kyron Williams isn't the biggest guy, you know, all those things. But is that really different than Barkley and Eckler and some of these guys we mentioned that are Chubb and Dobbins that were high picks? Of course not. So my little concern with Robinson is in games they're losing – I don't know that he's going to be a huge fantasy producer. I think he's a little more game script dependent where I don't know that Williams is. I'm not sure Montgomery is and Montgomery and Connor are sort of similar, but one's in a great offense and one's in a suspect offense. Yeah, very true. Looking at Robinson specifically last week or this past week against the Eagles, uh, 14 carries 45 yards did get the touchdown um, the week before that got just 10 carries against Buffalo, but did turn that into 70 yards. Um, but you're right. The he, he's not going to be heavily involved as a pass catcher. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Brian Robinson. So if there are games where they uh, fall behind big fall behind early, uh, that would be bad news. And honestly, there's, there's several running backs at this point, kind of in that, that same zone, even, uh, even Derrick Henry, we've seen yep. Tajay Spears' workload increase greatly when uh, when the Titans are behind. Um, so let's uh, let's check out a couple recent trades involving Brian Robinson. Um, my suspicion is that these guys are still very affordable. Let's uh, let's see if the trade finder at Dynasty League Football agrees. 
Brian Robinson for one of those names we just mentioned, Tajay Spears. I really like Tajay Spears, but if I need a, a starting running back right now, I think that's a reasonable price to pay. Robinson straight up for Spears, was that? Robinson Robinson for Spears, one for one. I mean, Robinson kind of has an old man game, but it's only his second year in the league, right? I mean, he's not James Conner. I don't know <laughs> yeah. that you're really gaining much in the way of youth. I definitely want Robinson. Yeah. Um, let's see. Here's another one. Brian Robinson for two second round rookie picks. Uh, you know, we love, we love Fair. to load up on those rookie picks, especially second rounders. Uh, you can kind of stack those often and, and move around the draft, but yeah, this is a, another deal. That's, that's very fair. I, I will say, uh, I do see one on here, Brian Robinson and a third rounder for a first rounder. I would not be making that deal. I'm not ready to give no. a first rounder for Brian Robinson, even if I'm getting a third round rookie pick, uh, in return. So I, I don't, don't like that one. This one I thought was interesting. Brian Robinson for Miles Sanders and a second round pick. Oh, I think I'll take Sanders in a second there. Yeah, I, I guess I will too. That's that one's that That's one's closer than though. I yeah, closer than I thought it would be. One more Brian Robinson deal to throw at you. Robinson for Tyler Lockett, one for one. I can't quit Tyler Lockett. I still think he has a lot yeah. of good football in him left. Nope. I prefer Lockett there as well. There's there's probably situations, you know, if Lockett's your wide receiver six and you're never starting him mm-hmm. and you have a big hole at running back, maybe I could see that. But uh, without knowing uh, without knowing those specifics, I want Tyler Lockett there. All right, so Brian Robinson is one target. I think most of those show that he can be acquired at a very reasonable rate. Um who would be your second guy here? I know you mentioned a, a couple of other names. If it's not Brian Robinson, who would it be, Matt? I think Montgomery might be a little pricier, but I think he's he's not get Jamal Williams nine hundred touchdowns. But I mean, he's on a pretty good pace already, and he gets a lot of touches in a good offense with kind of good offensive line, and he's a capable receiver. So I wouldn't be hesitant at all to add Montgomery at a similar price. Yeah, the price probably went up after what we mm-hmm. saw on uh, last Thursday. Uh, Montgomery and a third rounder for a first, similar to the deal we just talked about. I would not pay a first yeah, rounder for David Montgomery. Don't can I stop that you one. real quick? I don't know that I'd spend a first on anyone on this list and under any capacity. You know what I mean? Oh, no. No, yeah, I yeah, wouldn't yeah. either. I mean, this, yeah, yeah. this whole list was put together with the idea that um, you can get that cheap running or that running mm-hmm. product, running back production at a cheap price. Uh, and a future first rounder is is not cheap. No. Uh, Montgomery and Alec Pierce for Jonathan Mingo in a second. Fair. I think I would yep. rather have Mingo than Pierce, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. Probably by a um, tier. But I would certainly pay a second rounder for Montgomery. I think that's fine. Montgomery oh, yeah. for J- yeah. Montgomery for Jalen Warren and a second rounder. Montgomery. Montgomery for me as well. Um, so those are kind of kind of a look at the price for some of these uh, running backs. Maybe we'll come back uh, before the show ends and look at uh, look at some other trades involving those players. It is Tuesday, though. We need to talk about some waiver wire options. 
you know, another week, another batch of injuries, Matt. So we've got some names, injury related names uh, that we might be seeing on the field soon. We'll get to those guys next. So true story, my son and my best friend who lives in Jacksonville happens to be my son's godfather. My buddy who lives in Jacksonville doesn't use the tickets, has Steelers season tickets and offered them to my son. You want to go to the Browns game a couple weeks ago? He says, yes, or I'll get back to you or something along the line. Those two are communicating. And my teenage son, as they often do, never really confirmed that he's taking the tickets. So my buddy sells them and never heard back, blah, blah, blah. My son is on the subway on his way downtown Pittsburgh thinking he's got tickets. And he texts us both saying, hey, send me those tickets when you can. And, of course, they're gone. So I immediately say, Mike, okay. First off, I'm about ready to strangle you. But anyway, go to the Game Time app and go make something happen. If this is the place for you, I just used them for Guns N' Roses. And it worked out immediately. Like three minutes later, my son texts me like, yeah, I got two tickets. I end up paying for them, of course. But we got a great deal. Uh, Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. So, again, last-minute tickets. They have flash deals. It's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event. I mean, the lowest price guarantee. They have event cancellation protection, job loss protection even. Um, Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. Uh, get all-in prices show your total up front, so you're not getting a great deal without hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with just two taps, as my son did as well. Um, with zone deals, you pick the section and the game time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. And game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNFL. For 20 bucks off your purchase, terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNFL, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-NFL, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Matt, the waiver wire is a little thin this week, but we've got uh, we've got some moves going on. Uh, we saw rookie Aiden O'Connell make his debut for the Raiders in Week Four. Um, didn't didn't get the win, but put up some decent numbers. I saw some. This, this was just Twitter talk, but I saw some say that we should just roll with Aiden O'Connell the rest of the season. <laughs> put. Put Jimmy Garoppolo on the bench. That's probably just frustrated Raider fans. Uh, but what did you think of O'Connell? And would he be a guy that you would be targeting in super flex leagues now that presumably Jimmy Garoppolo will be healthy? Yeah, absolutely. In that, yes, Jimmy's going to be healthy soon, but when's he going to be unhealthy again? You know, I mean, like his track record's yeah, brutal true. and Hoyer's no threat, especially at his age. So O'Connell, I'm not saying he's going to be a long-term starter, but if he's a long-term number two slash spot starter at the end of this year, you know, slash uh, 
Jimmy backup. Yeah, I'm interested, and I don't want to overreact to preseason, but he was good in the preseason. Yeah, he was. I think, uh, honestly, week four showed us we really shouldn't overreact to the preseason with the play of (laughs) O'Connell and uh, DTR over in Cleveland. Uh, O'Connell, by the way, 238 passing yards, did not throw a touchdown, did have a pick, and uh, also ran for a short touchdown so uh you know that the raiders were out of that game and uh got back in it late and and gave the chargers a little bit of a scare i think we'll still see jimmy garoppolo but you make a good point uh that he's uh unfortunately had a a rough injury history himself uh speaking of injuries your guy up in pittsburgh kenny pickett went out with a knee injury late in the game looked really bad you and i were trading some text messages about that and um, you know, if the news had come out that he had a torn ACL and was done for the year at that point, I don't think anybody would have been surprised, but it was, no. it was good news. Uh, the last I saw was a bone bruise. I've kind of seen conflicting reports. Sounds like, uh, he may not miss any time, uh, but, but could miss, could miss a week or two, uh, at the most, uh, what's, what's going on with, uh, with Pickett and should we even bother with Mitch Trubisky? So, speaking of overreacting to the preseason, how about the Steeler quarterbacks? Uh-oh. Yuck. Oh, boy. Oh, man. But, so, I got the same news as you, but from several sp- sources that are close to the team. And it sounds like, um, you know, we're recording this Monday night, that they he will either play or he won't against the Ravens in week five, and then they have a bye, and then he's ready to roll. So, if you're in a pinch for a quarterback for one week, Trubisky versus Ravens, you could be better than that, but that's probably the most you'll get out of them. Okay, makes sense. And with that bye coming up in week six, probably also makes sense that they would be cautious with Pickett and uh, probably. have him sit. And as you kind of hinted at, it's it's not like Pickett has been very good, unfortunately. You know, the when uh, when he went out with that injury, not to make light of, of the injury in any way, but um, – the announcer said something along the lines of what are the Steelers going to do now? And it's like, they're going, they're going to do the same thing they've been doing. And uh, Not much. is, is, is Trubisky a big downgrade at this point uh, is, is the real question. I just know um, it's not a fantasy bonanza here in Pittsburgh at the moment. So no, no, pretty, pretty disappointing for sure. Yeah. Another quarterback we saw on uh, in week four was Bailey Zappi. Of course, we've seen this story before Zappi replaced Mac Jones at times last year and and the job eventually went back to Mac Jones. Uh, I I don't think this is a long-term situation, but I mean, Zappy's Zappy's probably got to be on the radar because Mac Jones is another in the line of quarterbacks. Who's just been really, really bad this season. Yeah. I don't know much to add to that. I'm not a Zappy believer at all, but that doesn't mean you can't see the game before long. Yeah. Probably the most important name to know uh, this week for waiver wire purposes is running back from the Denver Broncos, Jaleel McLaughlin. The undrafted rookie uh, came in once Javante Williams went out with an injury and played really well in in that uh, Broncos-Bears game. Sounds like Williams will miss some time with a hip injury. And this, you know, McLaughlin ended up... 72 yards on seven carries, uh, caught three passes as well, including a touchdown reception. This is really bad news for Samaj P. Ryan, Matt. This was a guy we liked, we thought could pick up the slack 
if there was any from Williams uh, recovery and, and rehab and, and his comeback efforts and for Williams to go out of the game and, and P Ryan to, to not see any role increase at all is really bad news for his prospects. I think McLaughlin needs to be in every league and I always defer to Denver as everyone should Cecil Lammy from football guys has been talking this guy up oh, yeah. quite a bit and you know, he's real close to the team. I think he does similar stuff to what I do with the Steelers. I mean, he's definitely dialed yeah. in and he's kind of been like, they love this guy. He's got a lot of ability. So if he's still out there, I would jump all over. him. Yeah. As I said, McLaughlin, certainly the top name to know uh, for the waiver wire. Uh, this week, if you're if you're in a deeper league, uh, I talk about my league's 20, 28, 30 man rosters. He's gone in all of those, unfortunately. Sure. Uh, but if you have if you have less than twenty five rost- uh, players on each roster, good chance that he's out there and uh, definitely be scooping him up. Matt, we got a couple wide receivers to talk about. We may even go back to that running back conversation. We will do that next. So I've told you guys about FanDuel, America's number one sports book, quite a bit. And they got some good stuff going on now, as always. Um, right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed, when you place a $5 bet. I mean, it's really that simple. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, if you've been on the fence, I mean, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is unbelievably easy to use. I mean, player props over-unders, spreads, futures, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So please visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Every dayers, check out tomorrow's show. Matt and I will be back. I've got some brand new October dynasty adp to share with you some of these players matt you're, you won't believe how high they've climbed in adp no. we'll talk about that tomorrow all right matt let's finish up a couple of pass catchers here to know about this first guy is i would say in the same category as mclaughlin the running back we talked about michael wilson over in Arizona, the rookie receiver there had a big breakout game. Again, if you're in a uh, a league with larger rosters, he's probably already on one of those teams. Uh, he was a third round, sometimes fourth round rookie pick um, over the off season and has, has earned a starting job and, and really, uh, really been pretty impressive for this Cardinals team. That's honestly a lot better than anybody expected them to be. Uh, but Wilson had a couple of touchdowns on Sunday. Do you like Michael Wilson going forward? A lot. I liked him in the past, too. I mean, I targeted yeah. him heavy, as you mentioned, even mid to late third. A lot of opportunity there. I loved him at the Senior Bowl. He's a bigger-bodied, tough guy, smart dude from Stanford. That, Frankly, I think injuries and durability questions are why he dropped a round or two more in the draft than his talent would indicate. But he's out there playing now. He's a lot different than Rondell Moore and Marquise Brown. You know, who knows what yes. kind of quarterback they add in the future, you know, so or Kyler comes back. So it's probably nowhere to go but up from here for him. Yeah, good point. I uh, saw seven targets, caught all seven of them for 
for 76 yards and two touchdowns. Great game from Michael Wilson there. Yeah. Uh, another player certainly on a lot of dynasty rosters is Tyler Boyd. T Higgins suffered that injury. Uh, that's one to watch. Sounds like similar to Pickett may not miss as much time as initially expected. Uh, but if he does sit at all, Boyd is the, uh, the beneficiary there. And then uh, let's finish up here with, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, couple young guys taking advantage. Mike Evans left that game early on Sunday and Trey Palmer, Devin Tompkins, really, uh, really impressive. Uh, and, and honestly, the Buccaneers overall, really impressive. They've been better yeah. than I expected them to be. Uh, yeah. Tompkins, four catches, 45 yards and a touchdown. Palmer was pretty quiet, but uh, only two catches for six yards, but he also had a touchdown. What do you see with those young guys in Tampa? Yeah, I don't know that I'm doing cartwheels to run out and grab them. I prefer Palmer of the okay. two. I like their offensive coordinator. You know, I mean, I, I think they, they've got Baker yeah. playing well. There's good people around them. So I'm very open to adding bucks. I, I don't think this is necessarily fluky. I just don't adore either one of them. Okay. Is uh is Baker back, by the way? I think so. Last I heard, I think he's straight to roll, yeah. No, I mean, I mean is he is he back from a dynasty standpoint? Can we can we oh. trust Baker Mayfield? I guess. <laughs> um <laughs> tentatively. I mean, I don't think Trask is any competition for him. I kind of felt that every no. step of the way here. He's got two really good receivers. Tristan Wirfs, a good coordinator. Yeah, I mean, super flex, I guess he's quarterback 25-ish, you know. Well, I mean, we, I think I we talked about under, the, Yeah. The quarterback play has just been so, so bad, right? I mean, we saw Ritter on Sunday he's morning. Horrible. He's been terrible. And, um, I mean, Mac Jones, another one. Like, it's just been so bad. And mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield has been in that group of, of bad quarterbacks in recent years. But this year he's. He's looking. He's better than all those good. dudes. But, yeah, yeah. The Bucks are three and one. Um, this is a team they were talking about as as rebuilding, and you know, in the in the range for getting a top five pick and and a quarterback of the future. And they're they're closer right now, and obviously very very early, but they're closer right now to uh, the playoff hunt than drafting their future starting quarterback next year. Oh, they very well could win that division. I mean, I think they're. Yeah. A legit team with a legit quarterback to answer your question. Yes. Okay. Certainly better than the Zach Wilsons and Pickett. I mean, I'm not sure I'd trade him for those guys in Dynasty, but I mean, in terms of starting them this week, I would. You know, Ritter's bad. And you know, yeah. Maybe may better than uh, their opponent this past weekend, uh, Derek Carr and the Saints. Carr has not been very no. good himself. I don't think he should have been out there this week. Yeah, that's going to do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL. And I'm Ryan, MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.